What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Booming Basketball Podcast. I'm Nate here with Danny. As always, we are back on another Tuesday here, two weeks in a row, to talk some hoops. So, uh, how how we doing here today, Danny? How, how was your day? Uh, my day was great. Probably better than most Sixers fans. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Sixers fans. It, it's been a rough week uh, for Philadelphia fans. I mean, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, you saw the uh, the Eagles obviously get eliminated and. Very, very, uh, you know, convincing fashion that they were really a contender. That's sarcasm. But we're not here to talk football. The Sixers obviously have just lost the possible or the likely MVP of the season. Joel Embiid is going to have surgery on his meniscus, going to miss about one to two months. Danny, what does that mean, do you think, for Philly? Do you really think that they can even stay alive in the playoff race without Embiid for this extended period of time? Listen, the extended period of time is one to two months. So, you know, the Sixers are probably going to play about – I mean, you, you got the All-Star break too. So I'm assuming that the Sixers are probably going to play around probably like 26 to 30 games over the next two months, I'm assuming, something well, like that. most of the rest and, of the season. Yeah, well, yeah, I understand that. But I honestly think that – I don't think that they're like god-awful to the point where they should just scrap the season and like – throw it all away because I think that they're too far in to really, you know, backtrack now, bro. I think that you just like Maxie's been playing great as, as the, as the lead guy and Toby's had a great season shooting yeah. the ball. And you look, even, you look at right even now, though, even though that the contract's disgusting, Toby's been playing great. Yeah. But right now you look at them, they are still three games ahead of the six seed. They have that yeah. five seed spot right now, a game and a half back from the Knicks at four, but you know, the Sixers, it's going to be really hard with them without Embiid. They were a top-heavy lineup. This was a team, once they traded James Harden, they kind of went in on that two-headed monster for Maxi and Embiid, and then Tobias Harris was that third guy who's been having a very uh, very good season. But can Tobias Harris you know, step up enough, and can those other guys step up enough that they can keep this Sixers team afloat? Because I don't even think they have to have a great record. I just think they can't absolutely plummet stay around 500 in the games that Embiid is out and I think they could be okay but I'm not sure they're going to be able to do that because there's not I don't know if there's enough guys on this on this team at least scoring wise that can you know step up and recover 35 whatever points per game that Joel Embiid was giving them every night yeah. I mean how, how many wins are they at right now like 30 they're at 30 or they're 30 and 19 right now 30 and 19 yeah I feel like like they had like they have a big enough cushion I feel like to the point like dude you only got to win like 12 games 10 games and then you're in the play-in like we, we got to remember that like it's like it goes it's all the, the way east to the too. 10 seed now and it's the east exactly it's the weaker so, conference exactly as i think as long as they can you know they have we just said they're at 30 wins right now if they can at least get up to like 42 43 44 wins that should be at least good enough for a play-in spot you could still even get the six seed with that because you look at the six seed again like i said three games the there are three games ahead of the pacers still and then behind the Pacers are the Magic, who are three and a half games behind them for the six, or for the fifth seed. So they have a little bit of uh, ground made up, or they have a little bit of ground to make up these other teams to catch up on the Sixers. But with Embiid out, it's not like it's not feasible. This is definitely going to be a very, very tight race. And I think the one through four seeds are pretty much going to be locked up at this point. I don't see any of those changing other than I think Boston's obviously locked up at one. And then I think two, three, four is going to be some combination of the Cavs, Knicks and Bucks. Yeah. So MB is going to be out for one to two months. And I, I honestly feel like the Sixers can stay at 500 at a 500 record. 
without Embiid. And I know that that might sound crazy, but like as we saw, I'm not sure 100% sure if it was his first or second game without um without Joe, but uh Tyrese Maxey put up what was it? 52 51 51? 51 points. Yeah, so we we know Tyrese is a star, there's no doubting that anymore. Um I, dude, I think he's going to step up to the next level the next uh the next month. He, he's been so good and Toby's had a great year. I honestly think that, you know, with more volume with JoJo being out, Toby's going to step up. And I think Toby can average like 21, 22. Well, that's what I'm going to say. What I do like month, about the thing with Tobias Harris is we saw back when, when this Philly team traded for him when he was with L.A. that year when he was almost an all-star, when they traded for him at the deadline. Toby's always been more of a rhythm shooter and a kind of uh, volume guy where he needs to get his touches and get into a rhythm for him to be as effective as you want him to be. So I think him as a second option is honestly going to be the best thing for him possible. But I don't know if that's the best thing for the team possible, obviously, because even if Tobias Harris is averaging more points, it doesn't mean that everything else is going to be made, made up for because Embiid averages 35. So even if Tobias goes from about 17 points a game to 21, 22, you still have about, you know, what 10 plus points to, still to be made up per game so you also got the rim protection now with the hole in rim protection yeah well then that's the thing is paul reed has been a, a decent backup but he's not giving you the rim yeah. protection or uh the interior paint deterrent that Embiid is and you know teams are scared to go in there and try Embiid. in he has not like the rudy gobert effect to the same degree but people are afraid to go in there and try Embiid. um it's definitely going to be a very, very different defensive team. They're going to be a lot smaller now, even if, you know, they play Mo Bamba, God forbid, if Mo Bamba starts getting minutes. I don't think that's their solution either. So I don't know whether they try to acquire someone at the deadline to try to fill in for Embiid in, like, you know, his absence. I don't know if they try to go but get Andre Drummond back, a guy that knows the system, not knows the system, but he because that was before Nick Nurse, obviously. But, you know, Drummond was in Philly, and it's something he should be somewhat comfortable with, at least city-wise. Yeah. Um. And also another thing that I like. Well, I do hope that they go out and get some guy, some sort of guy like that to be able to fill that void in terms of rim protection, rebounding. Uh, I mean, obviously they're not going to get a guy to replace Joel Embiid scoring, as like you said, he was averaging thirty five. But um, I think one part that will stick out to Sixers fans the next month and a half is um, with Tyrese being the one option, he's going to have a lot more attention on him defensively from the other team. Duh. I, I um, think, I think he's going to struggle. It, you think he's going to struggle? I really I, I do. Think I, he might, I think he might, he may struggle in terms of shooting the ball, but he, but the thing that I look at with Tyrese, and I think that most people look at with Tyrese as probably his biggest strength is his shot creating ability. But his, his playmaking is like, we can't overlook that. I feel like his playmaking ability is going to shine over the next no, month, yeah, month he, and a half. He's also, he's eighth in the NBA in assist to turnover ratio. So he gets his assist numbers are solid. And he also doesn't turn the ball over at a high rate. I just think it's going to be all that attention that was going towards Embiid. I don't think Tobias Harris is going to be the one getting doubled. So I think teams are going to start doubling Maxi, and they're going to make the other Sixers beat him. And Maxi hasn't really ever dealt with that in his career. So I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying I think it's definitely going to be a bit of an adjustment for for him, at least a period of time where he's take, it takes him a little bit getting used to that new role because, again, he's had some good games here now since Embiid's been out. But as teams start to figure him out more and teams start to like, you know, the same thing happened with Mikhail Bridges when he came over to the Nets. Obviously he was really good at this 26 games that he played last season, but this year teams have more like, so figured him out and doubled him more. 
and realize that this Nets team doesn't have a lot of talent around it. So the more and more attention that's going to start going to Maxi is going to, it's going to tire him out, A. And, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not saying he won't do it, but I'm saying that Maxi definitely, I think, will have some, a little, a little bit of an adjustment period. And they don't really have time to figure things out. They still have to win games if they don't want this season to be a lost cause. Yeah. I feel like you see it like a pretty fair amount where, like, Ty- Tyrese will obviously, you know, get his own. He, he will average probably over 25 points per game with them beat out. And that, that's what I think. I mean, he already that's is averaging that on the season. Well, no, yeah, I know, but obviously there's other implications with Embiid's injury that doesn't just affect the Sixers with now the 65 game rule. Embiid's not going to be eligible for MVP. He's just not at this point. So whether you like the rule or not is a different discussion, but he's not going to be eligible. So that's really, I think that leaves three front runners in my opinion. And then I have two dark horse candidates as well. I'm interested to see what you think. I think right now we can agree the two front runners probably are Luka and Jokic, or uh, Shea and Jokic. I was about to say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's Shea and Jokic. uh, Mainly because of the winning. Luka could be first if his team wasn't uh, barely above 500 right now. Yeah, because he has the best individual stats by, I mean, he puts up 2K stats. It's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. But, honestly, I I do see Jokic winning it, and I feel like I'd probably give him the edge right now. (laughs) I feel like that means a lot coming from, you know, a Thunder fan in itself. Like, I, I still look think at Danny Jokic being unbiased. Yeah, look at me being unbiased. Yeah, no, I think Jokic is still the MVP. I think he probably will finish the season winning MVP. I think Shea will get second, but um, me and Nate discussed. The one like, thing I will say about that Shea, is... Shea will have way more years. If, if Shea does win it this year, I'm not going to lie. It would be a product of voters fatigue, I'm sure. But, um. Yeah, Jokic. Well, the whole thing it, with that though is I could see Shea, number three. I could see Shea winning it if he's like the one seed and the Nuggets are like the four seed because those top four seeds between Minnesota, uh, Oklahoma City, uh, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Denver, and the Clippers are all very very close. So if somehow the if the Nuggets end up on the outside of that on the number like the four seed and the Thunder are the first seed, I wouldn't really. You know, be opposed to giving it to Shea, even if his stats all across the board aren't as pretty. Like, he's not averaging a near triple-double like Jokic is, but he is still averaging more points than Jokic is. His efficiency is terrific. He's a better defender than Jokic is. He's one of the best guard defenders in the league this year. And the Thunder have uh, exceeded all expectations so far. So I really do think that if Shea's leading them to a number one or two seed, I do see Shea having a legitimate shot at it. I don't think he's the favorite, but I think Shea has an actual shot at it. There's... Definitely going to be an argument for it. I mean, like the Thunder have one of, I, I think, uh, second easiest schedule in the NBA uh, this month. And then the next month, I think it's like third easiest. So they could definitely end up being the one seed, which is absolutely ridiculous because that just completely exceeds expectations. I, and I think that also I, just... I actually agree with you, bro. If they are the one seed and the Nuggets are on the complete outside of the bubble. Yeah, yeah, I think well, outside the bubble, actually... but like the four seed, they're definitely still going to be a top yeah, four seed. That, yeah, but... duh, that's what. I, yeah, I meant outside the bubble, yeah. and like outside the bubble of those four, you know, like one through four, they're on the outside part of it. That's what I meant. Yeah, and and I think too is, you know, looking at that the Thunder, how good they've been so far with how difficult their schedule is. Their schedule is only getting easier. So mm-hmm. the Thunder have gotten a lot of a lot of tough wins. They've beaten some good teams. They've had some hard losses as of late, but I think that's just growing pains with a young team. And, yeah. you know, it's definitely going to be 
a a, a growing pain. There's going to be growing pains always with a young team like that. But Shea has been absolutely outstanding. The Thunder don't re- haven't shown any real signs of slowing down. I don't see them slowing down at this point. They are a pretty complete team. They could look to make a move at the deadline that could improve their depth a little bit too to get a guy like Daniel Gafford or something, a rim-protecting big to get Drummond. some... I, I like Gafford better than Drummond, but Drummond is definitely... I do too. I, I do too. Drummond's just another name to throw out yeah. there. But Gafford's I, shooting I, like a ridiculous percentage this season, I saw. Like, I, I definitely. Oh yeah, Gafford is top five in the league in like field goal percentage. High sixties or something. Yeah, but that, he only dunks the ball. He doesn't has no game yeah. outside of five feet. But better than missing. Better hey, than missing. it's definitely better than missing. It's better than being Dwight Powell. My leg is <laughs> shots at Dwight. Asleep. Dwight Powell just caught a stray. My leg Dwight is completely asleep, and Dwight How Dwight Powell is catching strays. I can't feel my leg, Danny. Yeah, your legs asleep, and you're no. Still I can't feel my leg. Basketball player than Dwight Powell. I can't feel my leg, Danny. And you're still probably better. I feel than like Dwight Joel Embiid. Oh man! Oh, oh no! That my wasn't good. God! So that, many strays. Dude, the Sixers good. fans are gonna come for our neck. We no, it wasn't good. I'm sorry, Philly. Sixers fans, Tyrese Maxey's so good. <laughs> um, but then again, you don't can, kill us. If, if somehow also, I, I do want to say, if if Lucas, if somehow the Mavericks end up as a top five seed, Lucas definitely going to have a very very real case for this though too. If somehow the Mavericks figure it out, but I don't like the Mavericks overall. Um, then yeah, I, I think I think right now, definitely those t- those three are the top two. But I want to talk about two other guys that I really have as dark horses. You know the the two guys that aren't going to win it, but I think deserve love and at least recognition are two small guys that, you know, always get overlooked. Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell, who have both been not carrying their teams necessarily. I think that Jared Allen deserves a lot of credit, and I think, you know, Julius Randle and OG Ananobi, since he came over, obviously the Knicks have been very good, but now OG Ananobi has been out the past five games, and Julius Randle obviously is going to miss an extended period of time, and Brunson has been absolutely outstanding. Uh, Danny, without Randall, he's been terrific. With Randall, he's been terrific. In January, the Knicks were fourteen and two. The Cavs were eleven and two. Donovan Mitchell and Brunson averaged actually nearly identical stats, both about twenty nine points yeah. a game, both about seven assists, and both it was, four and five rebounds. It was one of the most debatable player of the months that I've seen. <laughs> I, I really don't like as much as I think Brunson really had a good case at it, I don't think you can say Mitchell didn't deserve it either. He, They were both terrific, and they've both been putting their teams on their backs. They're the by far the main scorers on their teams. Without their scoring, their teams wouldn't reach 100 points per game. So I just think that these two guys, these two small guards, have absolutely, you know, so far at least this season, have put to bed that discussion of you can't have a small player be the number one option on your team or whatever. Candace Parker decided to say, and uh, Becky Hammond. But, you know, we don't care what those people think because Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson are absolutely balling out. Yeah, dude, I, I love watching Jalen Brunson. Like, he he's so fun to watch, dude. And I know it's a small sample size, but, like, without Randall these past three or four games, he's averaging 34 points per game and seven assists and five rebounds. And in the So last bad. 20- he's awful. Yeah, he's so terrible. Nah, but... um, He's not a 1A. Uh, Honestly, the reason why I thought I, I know you can't really take it away from Mitchell because his month was also incredible, but I, I do think that I would give the edge to Jalen because if I if I was a voter on it, I would look more at the end of the month. And I feel like at the end of the month, Brunson's numbers were better in the last like week of the month, I would say. Um, 
Regardless, though, they both carried it again into into yeah, February. They're still both they on very hot streaks. And yes. the Cavs and the Knicks are the you know two of the hottest teams in the NBA the last month. All I gotta say is four zero though. If we're talking about the Knicks and the Cavs, eh? Eh? All right, I'm I'm not gonna. The Cavs are definitely <laughs> sorry. Can't get ahead of myself. I'll admit but... that the Cavs are definitely a better team yeah. than last year. Adding Struce mm-hmm. and Niang, even though they're not like big time, you know, Sam Merrill has been terrific as a shooter. Their offense looks worlds better than last year. I will say that. And you know, since Mobley came back, actually, he's been shooting threes even, and their spacing looks a lot better. So I think Cleveland's starting to figure things out with their young roster. They did have like this untapped potential, I think, was... where they were still figuring things out. And, you know, they're looking very, very, very good. And Donovan Mitchell is the number one culprit for that. But, yeah, they started 13 and 12. And, like, that was their biggest problem at the beginning of the season was, like, just I feel like the the fit was just awful in their uh, front court. The offense Jared, struggled heavily in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And, they yeah, they started 13 and 12. When and Garland missed a lot Garland of time. Though, got, too. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They started 13 and 12. And then Garland got hurt. And then. Mobley got hurt, and now they're like 32 and 18 or something like that, and they're 16 and 4 in their last 20. Yeah, so they just took the two seed last night. Yeah, so they've definitely figured stuff out, I will say. Um, beat legitimate the Kings contender. By 26 tonight, or beat the Kings by, yeah, beat the Kings by 26 tonight. Well, that's a flex. But, Healthy Kings. Um, yeah. This is the real team. A, the Cavs are a, a legit team. By the way, speaking of the uh, speaking of the Kings, I saw that Saboner had a triple double in like nineteen minutes. In twelve minutes, like he that. had six points, uh, nine rebounds, and eight assists. I don't know how that's actually Ridiculous. physically possible. Demontis Sabonis sin. not being an All Star this year is a joke. It's a joke. It's a sin. It, it is a There's just no ridiculous. Way. The fact that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are both all-stars on a nine-seeded Lakers team over the fact that this five-seeded Kings don't have a single all-star, even though they had a better record at this point in in, in the year than la- uh, compared to last year. The Kings surpassed expectations last year, but now they've been just as good, if not better, and DeMontis Sabonis is the leading cause of that. He carried them when De- De'Aaron Fox missed some time earlier in the year. He's averaging a near triple-double. If this was any other player, he'd be getting the recognition he deserves. DeMontis Sabonis is an MVP candidate, not a legitimate one, but a top five to seven MVP candidate. He is a top three center in the NBA, and he deserves an all-star spot, and I'm pissed off that he's not one. It is pretty ridiculous that he's not an all-star, but you know that they're not going to leave Braun out of it. Uh, Anthony I, Davis, I, I, Anthony I Davis either, but... shouldn't. Cat, I'm fine with because he's on the one seed. Yeah. There is no way. I don't care what your name is. I don't care. I don't care. You are a it's nine reputation. seed. No nine seed deserves two all stars. And I tell I me know. I'm wrong. No, you're you're a hundred percent right. But it's reputation. That's just how the NBA All Star game is, bro. The, wasn't Zaza Pachulia? Well, he didn't get in because you know fan was... voted All Star consideration. Oh yeah, because of the fan <laughs> voting. But then the coaches yeah. and players. He was probably down in like the low hundreds. Thank God. Like thank God that that's a thing. But yeah, the. Players and coaches, I don't know why, but they're just not going to put respect on Demontis Sabonis. De'Aaron Fox also didn't make it. Um, I mean, ridiculous. I, oh. I get not putting both of them in it. I think I wouldn't have been mad if at least one of them made it. I think Sabonis deserves it more. But while we're on the subject of all stars, obviously Julius Randle and Joel Embiid are going to be missing the East All Stars team or because of injury, so they're not going to be playing in the All Star game. Who, who do you have? replacing those two guys who are the two that you like to see replace them and who do you think is going to be starting in the game now in place of Embiid because I now think in place of Embiid 
I think it's going to be Brunson, to be honest, because of how much, you know, even though Donovan Mitchell might equally deserve it, I think Brunson's going to be the guy that gets it just because, you know, Mitchell's gotten the recognition before and it seemed that yeah. there was an uproar when Brunson was not named the starter. So I do think that Brunson is going to be the guy to start. I think he I deserves agree. it, but I also wouldn't be mad if it was Donovan Mitchell either. It's going to be either or, and I don't think that there's a wrong pick. It, it's so crazy too. We were talking two summers ago about how two of these guys, all these two guys were almost on the same team. And then, you know, I think the history just between Jalen and Brunson and Mitchell is kind of funny how their careers have, you know, aligned a lot of now in the past few years because they played each other's two years in a row in the playoffs. Brunson won both of them. Obviously Mitchell's gotten more recognition though, you know, all stars, all NBAs and, you know, just national media attention. But now Brunson's finally getting that respect. So I, I do think that Brunson is going to be the guy to start. But again, one of those two, I think you can't go wrong with either. With just not, you know, not just replacing Embiid in the starters, it's going to be two whole new all-stars instead of Embiid and Randall that are going to come in from the East. Doesn't matter what position. I think for me, it's not Derek White. I don't care. He's a great, great role player. Derek White's not an all-star. Stand by that. No, he's not. Thank you very much. End of discussion. We're not. I'm not doing that anymore. We're not doing any more discussion about Derek White being an all-star. Just he's because great, he's one of the best glue guys in the NBA. The epitome of a super role player, but he yeah, is not an facts. all-star. I like that super role player. I like that. Porzingis is one of my picks to go into the game because I think Porzingis like is right now their second best player this season, at least impact-wise, because I think that the Celtics are worse without Porzingis than they are without Jalen Brown just because Porzingis's spacing and ability to handle the ball makes the Celtics a nightmare to guard. And then on defense, his rim protecting makes them a nightmare to score against. So Porzingis has come in and been the absolute perfect piece for this Celtics team that was already a contender, and he's made them now the best team in the league, arguably. So I do think Porzingis deserves one of those spots. And then the other spot, as much as I don't like him, as much as I don't like his game, and I think he is overrated, it has to be Trey Young. His stat, you can't average 27 and 10 and not be an all-star, at least replacement. The Hawks do suck. They're still a few games under 500. But, you know, Trey Young does have to get in as a replacement. You have to keep the integrity of the all-star game somewhat, I think. I know that that felt like a knife just went into your stomach and twisted when you said Trey Young's name. Yes and no, because I... I'd no, he deserves them, it, though. 100%. I'd rather Trey Young get in and keep the integrity of the all-star game than have Derek White get in and have this whole meaning of an all-star just kind of get blurred because I don't think Derek White is an all-star player. Averaging no. 15 points a game on good efficiency on the number one seed is very, very good. He's not where he's Draymond, where his defensive impact is literally like the Warriors when he was an all-star, when Draymond was an all-star. First off, Draymond was averaging more rebounds and assists than that, and he was also like a defensive player of the year candidate. Derek White's a great yeah. defender. He's not a defensive player of the year candidate. He'll make an all defensive team right. probably, but Draymond was legitimately a quarterback of their defense. He was as vital to the Warriors as, uh, he was as, like uh, the final infinity stone in the Warriors. I was going to say he's as vital. He was as vital to them as Steph in some ways, but I know people aren't going to like that at all oh. on the defensive side of the ball, just on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously Steph yeah. was way more important to those teams. I'm not arguing that at all. I'm just saying, Draymond's defense like then was it was different level. I don't think Derek White is Derek White isn't single-handedly carrying their defense. That's the thing. Like the Warriors had other good defenders then. Like Clay was a good defender then, obviously. And they mm-hmm. had some other guys like Iggy, obviously, earlier on in their uh final or, or the first finals they were in. Iggy was a good defender. KD was a pretty good defender when he was there. Most spades. 
that's not the first name that comes to mind when I think of a good defender. But uh, yeah, most Bates is definitely a basketball player. Um, but you know, I just think Derek White is very, very, very good. But I don't think putting him in the All Star game is the right move. I just don't. I low key think he's going to get it. I think because of the narrative that's been pushed really? by the the Boston media's influence is disgusting in in basketball. They they have way too much influence. This is why Malcolm Brogdon won Sixth Man of the Year last year over Emmanuel quickly, despite, you know, almost all of his, yeah, uh, mm. they changed the narrative based on every year because last year they said quickly started too many games for the six man of the year award race. But before that, you know, people usually, you know, looked at starting games, a couple games was the meaning of being a good six man, that guy that stepped up and, you know, played that role. Same thing happened when Marcus Smart won defensive player of the year. Marcus Smart was an awesome defender that year in my opinion, should not have been Defensive Player of the Year. So I think the Boston media just has so much influence that Derek White very yeah. well, very, very may well get into the All-Star game. So, like, yeah, the Boston media has an influence, but that's where I could agree with you on the Chris Stapps take, honestly. It's Mark Wahlberg. More, He's behind more, it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. More, no, but I, I agree with you on the Porzingis take, and I see Porzingis getting in more than I see Derek White getting in. He's because the guy I think he deserves I, it most, though, Porzingis. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, Tatum thinks so, too, because, you know, I don't know if you saw what Jason Tatum said, but he said even Kobe needed Pau Gasol. I, I, he said that about Porzingis? Yes. Oh, God, Jason Tatum. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. No, we're not moving uh, on from that just like it not... didn't happen. That actually, when was, he said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my. Like legitimate, yeah, legitimately. He said even Kobe needed pal after the. What was the? Do you, know, do you remember what the question that was asked was? I think was he was the, just asked about what kind of like you know what Porzingis, Porzingis play, yeah. yeah, what Porzingis brings to the table or something like that. And Tatum said, "I mean, yeah, you see a guy, but you know, even Kobe needed pal for another ring, like another or ring, even, or even Kobe needed pal to take it to the next level. Win, or win like one that. championship first, Mister Tatum, for and then and then yeah, before you start comparing yourself to Kobe, big guy. Yeah, I yeah, like but, Tatum. Uh, I think Tatum gets too much hate. I like Tatum that too. he does stuff like that that brings it onto himself. That casuals are always obviously going to give him shit for because I know he's obviously not directly comparing himself to Kobe, and he's just talking about someone he looked up to. But it's just like that makes you look silly sometimes to some people, and some, you yeah. already. You know, he does. I doubt he cares what he people say about him. He has millions and millions of dollars and <laughs> it's he, better than all of us yeah, at basketball. Yep. And better at life than all of us. So, yeah. um, you know, so whatever. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, but I see I, I wouldn't be mad if KP got in. I would be mad if Derek White got in and Trey Young didn't. That I would think be, Scotty Barnes is another guy you could shout yeah. as maybe getting in yeah. over Trey Young. But the Raptors are even worse than the Hawks. So I I'd probably still give it to Trey. Yeah, I don't. No, if he gets in over Trey, though. Yeah, like you said, the, the Hawks are better than the Raptors. So, but like the the thing about the Hawks is that like they're not a good team, but if Trey wasn't there, they would be like a actually, better team. Shut up. No, they would be actually like I think a better like, team. Awful. No. I think they'd be better. Are you serious? <laughs> I do, bro. I don't care. I think they'd be better. Oh my god, dude! Someone who's dropping twenty six and eleven. I don't care that 
he's not a plus defender or anything like that. We talked in the last video about and his how the turnover ratio is like two and a half, which is seventy fifth in the NBA, which is like one of my favorite stats because it shows how efficient someone everyone is. Everyone has flaws. Everyone has flaws. Well, I can. I, I mean, that, I that's, that's not where that's, his that's flaws end. Yeah, I know. Defense. Yeah, then you have defense. His defense has been better efficiency. this year, but he's still not shooting good. efficiency. He's, his efficiency is terrible. His shot selection is terrible. He needs the ball in his hand to be effective. He doesn't play off the ball. He doesn't make his teammates better, even though he's a but, very good but, playmaker. Okay, I, I get where you could say where, like, if, like, oh, if they weren't trying to build around Trey, that they would be better off. But, like, I'm saying if you just remove okay, Trey yes, Young probably, from that team, yeah, okay. they, I guess, they he, are Because he'll have some games <laughs> that automatically just, you know, he gives them some free wins, but he does lose yeah. them some games, too. So, like, I, guess, I guess maybe right now... He wouldn't be better if they just took him off the team, but I think they're still better off just building around him. Hey, maybe yeah. he'll get in this all-star placement and it'll give him another accolade and boost his trade value so they can trade him and finally, you know, rebuild an actual team that might compete in a few years. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. That's not that's going to happen. It's, yeah, I think they have, they're having, a, they have a love affair with Trey, obviously. I think, think that they're fixated. They're fixated. Yeah. I don't know how he didn't get in. I, I mean, like, I, I don't know how he didn't get in just based off the initial vote. I was pretty surprised, as most people were. Yeah, I was too, but I thought it was deserved. I think it's because the coaches and players, or uh, coaches and, um, yeah, or lots for starters. I think just for the reserves, obviously, it's all the coaches, and I just think, really, like, you're going to tell me most coaches. Coach, understand he's not that if good. You're, if, you were an NBA co- if you were an NBA coach, would you want to coach Trey Young, or would you want Trey Young on your team? Like, be honest, like. No, unless I could change something about everything unless you, that he does. <laughs> unless you have like a promise that he's going to listen to you and play into your system. Unless I like it alter his entire game, no. <laughs> and also coaches like well-rounded players, and they don't, I think, you know, Trey's play style and, you know, who he is helps him in the fan voting case, but I don't think the, I think it goes the opposite way in terms of coaches because I don't think coaches value the things he does as highly as, you know, winning basketball or like, selfless selfless basketball i'm not saying trey is the most selfish player because he does pass he's a terrific passer but he does handle the ball a he, lot yeah. and he over dribbles a lot and he takes a I, lot of bad shots i was about to say he hoists a lot too it's just i don't know it's not a recipe for winning basketball and i think other coaches see that with him because you know coaches value efficiency coaches value defense coaches value well-rounded yeah, but- play coaches value winning I feel like we've seen other players like that get into the All-Star game. I mean, Bradley like, Beal and Dame were both snubbed like, when they were averaging high amount of points per games, and they were shooting better from the field than Trey was, except for their team yeah. sucked and they didn't get in. It's it's unfortunate that players can put up great stats and be great, but at the end of the day, if you're not winning, it's it's hard to you know give someone you know full and complete credit with that because you're always going to be able to have that argument that it's somewhat empty stats. It, in a sense, bro, but like I said, is it? It's not a hundred percent empty stats. It's not. Like, I'm not saying it is. It's not like Trey Young's a bum. Like he's not a bum. No, no. I I, I don't know. I, I I think he gets in. I I, I do too. I'm, get in. I'm agreeing with you. I think he gets in. I think I'm he's gonna saying, get in. I think it's. It, I would. It, it'll pro- it'll probably end up being him and KP. But if it ends up being him and Scotty Tuhati, I'm not gonna be mad. What if it's but a Dennis it, Schroeder? It, uh, <laughs> If it's Dennis Schroeder, I'm Dennis like, Schroeder, twenty twenty four NBA All Star replacement. Like, I don't even know what other guys it could be though, really outside of those because yeah, Jared Allen, Jared Allen, I think actually has a shot too, especially now that the Cavs are the two seed. I'd honestly think Jared Allen deserves a big shout, especially because he's held it down with Mitchell. Um, you got his numbers. He's sixteen, averaging sixteen, eleven. You know, almost two blocks. 
Yeah, he's third in the league in field goal. He's third in the league in field goal percentage. He's super efficient. Obviously, he doesn't take much outside on the second of, team in the East. That's what I'm saying. Second, he, now that yeah. they're this good too, if the Knicks have two All Stars, I don't see why the Cavs couldn't have two All Stars. So I think one it should be two of Trey Young, Porzingis, and Jared Allen. Personally, if I'm going to give it to two people, I'm giving it to Porzingis and Jared Allen. Really? Yep. All right. I mean, all right. I know you're yeah, going to Trey, but. I, uh, yeah, I am going to give it to Trey. I, I just because I feel like a guy, even though that his team success isn't, you know, great. I mean, I'm, he, st- I'm still I'm the numbers still giving are definitely it to a guy hard to argue against. and eleven the past two years. It, it's hard stuck. to argue against the numbers. Yeah, I mean, he got fucked over last year with it too. Like he averaged twenty seven and eleven last year, basically same exact numbers. I all believe I saw a stat saying, that Bradley Beal. plus assists. He has the most over the past three years in the NBA. Brad Beal averaged thirty and wasn't an All Star. Yeah, I know that also just sounds absolutely insane, but I understand it at the same time. It's, it's okay. All about we'll, team success. We will rejoice when Dennis Schroeder is an All Star. Speaking of teams that aren't successful, what the Raptors? How about them Pist- no, I was gonna say, how about them Pistons? Three the Pistons? wins over the last ten, eh? Huh? Three wins over the last ten for the Pistons might as well be a ten-game win streak. Honestly, that's impressive. Bro, their fa- their fans are probably so ecstatic right now. It's good for a six and forty-three record. And uh, I Clap think it up for the Pistons, man. They uh, they've gotten those wins without Cade too for part of that. So yeah, that's pretty. I ridiculous. guess they play better without Cade. They should trade Cade. Uh-huh. They should trade Cade to the Knicks <laughs> for two second-round picks. When you're not biased. No, they should do that. I think it'd be good for both teams. Yeah, honestly, I think it might benefit the Pistons more if those second round picks, you know, might turn into two Jokic's. Though, like, you don't know. That'd be funny if the Pistons have this awful of a season just to like. It's gonna be so painful for Pistons fans that they don't get like the first or second pick, even though this draft isn't that good, anyways. But like, it's not. Jalen Williams' brother is actually my favorite prospect in this upcoming draft. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know he was in this draft. Is he going to South oh, too? You got to do a. I just started doing yeah, my I, draft research. I, but um, he was start. he's a he's a six eight four from Colorado. He's a okay. very good. He's a freshman, averaging fifteen points a game, on like fifty percent from three, fifty percent from the field. So about Jalen Williams efficiency? Yeah, pretty much. Except he's gonna be better than J Dub, and I love J Dub. Really? Yeah, he's projected right, top yeah, three got, pick right now. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get into my research, bro, because I honestly don't even know who the I really don't one over. I don't pick follow is. college a whole, or like international prospects a whole ton until like the playoffs really start or yeah. like the end of the playoffs, and then just like summer, I just like that's when I start caring because anything could happen to any one of those well, guys. Because then once that. basketball is like once the finals are over, then I think in the summer when everything's like you know there's not as much to do, that's when I kind of just start digging through my scouting and digging through people's scouting reports from what other people saying, and then making my own conclusions and then you know Keontae George screenshots it screenshots your draft profile of him and puts it on his <laughs> phone and then Bleacher Report posts it and that doesn't give you credit doesn't give you credit but yeah. it's okay it's all right yeah we're gonna still cry about it yeah we already did but I don't think yeah I'm excited for this this year's all-star game to not be the whole captain mumbo jumbo shit. I'm glad that they went back to the normal format. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I know you said the other day when you were talking about it that you kind of liked it, but I just, I don't know. It didn't, did. I felt, I think the authentic, it's more authentic. It didn't feel like. I, I get, I, I understand that. Like the feeling that it's more authentic. And honestly, one thing about authenticity that I'm just going to mention real quick is I love the all-star game jerseys this year. I don't know if you saw them. I didn't know. 
Dude, they remind me of like the 2013 ones. I don't what know I if wish you remember, they would but like do... the, na the navy blue and the reds. They're beautiful. What I wish they would do is just allow, like, go back to how it used to be where teams just wore their own jerseys with an all star patch or whatever on it. Yeah, like, and it was either the white or the. It was home um, or away jerseys. color. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was nice. Especially with the new Nike jersey. You could all have, like, you could have teams that where they're nice. like, you could have players wear their team city jerseys. That would be sick. That would be pretty fucking dope, bro. I'm that would be lie. sick. I would like that. That would be dope. And then each, yeah. each season, you have the different city jerseys. So it's like each season you wear. You're, you wear your team city jerseys. I think that I liked the draft concept of it more because it was like, I feel like we got to see players play together who we didn't before, and it was just very interesting. Like, I don't know if you remember, I, th I think it was either two or three years ago when Steph and Giannis were on the same team. That was so fun to watch. In the All-Star game where Curry had like 50-something and like 16 threes or whatever it was. And he had so many passes to Giannis that were just absolutely insane and he had like bounce lobs to Giannis. it was just so fun to watch and now we're not going to get that this year and i feel like it's a little bit lopsided especially with mb is going to be out i feel like the west is just a lot better on paper i mean i'm never going to be excited for the all-star game i'm not going to lie at this point i just don't care like I, yeah, it's, it's entertaining it's no it's i don't i, I don't find it i think it's entertaining I, I don't know i think it's entertaining the actual I, game I mean there's no defense there's no defense i but. just i just feel like it's people taking turns doing stupid moves and just like being ridiculously talented. Like, yeah, that's cool. But like, I can like, I don't know. It's like watching them practice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that. I also, hey, you yeah, know what, if you like it, you, whatever floats your boat, Daniel. Well, no, I just liked it because I felt like it was like, it, I feel like it showcased that like these guys are just on a whole nother level than no, a whole, yeah, other, a whole nother cool planet than normal people like are doing dude. Dame, had one where him and Steph, I think, were just like yeah, pulling they, from the logo mm -hmm. back to like they just like, like went to bar me. For that's bar almost from just the logo. Like, who, but like who, but like who can make that shot consistently other than those guys? Yeah, but it's you like, know what I mean. It's like I already knew they could do that though. I don't need to see it. But it's it's cool to have a you know like uh, reassurance that they could do it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. In just sense. in case we forgot <laughs> they could do it. Yeah, I forgot Steph Curry could shoot half court threes. Speaking of though, All Star festivities. Jalen Brown is considering going into the dunk contest. He would be the first all-star since 2017 to be in the dunk contest. So that could be cool. We could be getting uh, some not like, you know, Jericho Sims and who I forget. Hamadou Diallo. Mac McClung. Hamadou Diallo. Mac McClung, Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, um, Derek Jones Jr. Even though he's like an actual uh, NBA not, he's not an all-star that's for sure yeah yeah he's not definitely not an all-star but he's like an nba player though i do always like the three-point contest though in the skills contest i don't know what they're doing with the skills contest though this year because the past few years it sucked with the whole like teams stuff Dude, that they've so been doing weird. who wants to see that like the Cavs thing that the was so Cavs weird with the aunts and like had the a brothers and like it's yeah. just like who gives a shit and then when the yeah, Giannis so brothers stupid. like dude two of them are barely two of them aren't Fucking good basketball players. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, Thanasis is just there to, like, help Giannis if he gets in a fight. And then like, Alex is in the G League. Yeah, and then Al Yeah, exactly. And then... Kostas like, is probably, you know, God knows where. Maybe, like, Guangdong or something. What What was Team Cavalier? Was it... What was it? It was Donovan Jared Mitchell, Allen, Jared Mobley, Allen and, Mobley? Yeah. and Garland, I think. Oh, it was Garland? Something. I don't remember. I don't care enough. That's pro Last it, year, it was Team exactly. Jazz. Yeah, it was Team Jazz. Yeah, Team Jazz won it. Markin and Kessler and... You know, I, again, I don't fucking remember because exactly. who cares? 
I didn't watch yeah. it because or it, we were no we we weren't we in the same room watching it but we just like were kind of not watching it because it was like who cares so horrible I mean yeah bro I, it's especially awful at the end of it when like I get that it's a skills challenge and you want the players to showcase like oh do these guys have the same skill set as each other what are they better at than each other but like dude I feel like it's not really a fair playing ground when you have a guard shooting threes against like fucking Jared Allen yeah, my, like my Evan Twitter Mobley. just started it's just... playing videos by itself. I, I don't know what the what just happened, but my Twitter just had a mind of its own. Your um, phone's possessed. But, like, I, I just don't – it's just not fair, and I feel like it's really stupid to have, like, things like that where I have a guard shooting three-pointers against a big that doesn't shoot threes. I guess, it's just I like, it's I like, pointless. Or, no, well, I like the whole thing when it was bigs versus guards, when it was, like, the two different brackets, and then, like, the championship was, like, a guard against a big. Well, yeah, but a big won't get there if they can't shoot threes. That's the no, thing. yeah, they're, I know. Most likely won't get there. But like, yeah, like, they were having like Walker I'm... Kessler and Jared Allen shooting threes, and like they they're not doing that. Yeah, and then like I, I am... a guard, a, a guard makes it first, and then Reggie Miller's in his mic, like, oh, like, dude, we we knew. Come on, like, we knew that that was gonna happen. Oh my god, a guard's a better three point shooter than Jared Allen. Like, come on. It's not even that. It's just like who cares it's a, at all. I think I'm excited dish, for the three point challenge. contest. Back. The three. The three point contest I'm excited for. I'm always excited for the trying three point to repeat as champion uh, with his 34 percent from three this year. Brunson's doing it. Uh, Maxie's doing it. Hal Burton's doing it. Malik Beasley's doing it. So they they have a good uh, a good collection of people. Some new faces. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see you know a, the, a couple of the young guards who have been like you know people have been debating like who's better than who and like whatnot the past like few months, Halliburton, Maxi, and Brunson. So I think that's going to be cool to see them all square off. And then obviously, you know, like Malik Beasley has been lights out. So he's actually, I think a cool guy to see in it to uh, give love to a guy who's been absolutely lights out shooting. And then again, the dunk contest, if they could get even one all-star like a Jalen Brown, I think that would make it so much more entertaining. How, how many times do we think they mentioned Tyrese Halliburton's awkward shooting form in the three point contest? Uh, they're probably going to be like, oh, they keep they're going to keep mentioning that. Oh, it looks unconventional, but it works, and keep talking about like yeah. how I don't know. They always just beat the dead horse with stuff like that because I don't Yo, know. I want to know your thoughts on this. So, like, it seems like the NBA is kind of trying to like switch things up a little bit. The Steph versus Sabrina Ionescu thing. What are your What are your I think uh, it's cool, and I think that the people the Degenerate, lonely men online yeah. hating on it are just weird because They're Sabrina's weirdos. ridiculous. She's a twenty-five super, for twenty-seven, like last year in the three. She's a super contest. talented shooter, and then like she said, she's shooting from the NBA line, so she, that's respect. And the whole she can shoot from there too. She has the range. Yes, we've seen oh, it. I know. If you've watched yeah. the W and I don't think you've watched any WNBA games. I'm not gonna have you. Me? Be honest. With no, me. but I, no, but I know. No, no I know, I, I know. But like, I, I know Sabrina Ionescu though, I and I saw what she did in the three point contest last year. She went twenty five for twenty seven. That's what I'm saying. The though, WNBA the record. Like, the people who there are they're the casuals that don't watch it and just like to blindly hate on women's sports, um, are trying to say anything. Like, oh, she should use a men's ball. It's like why? Why should she use a men's ball when genetically women have smaller hands and are smaller humans? Their whole league is smaller. They played with a women's ball their whole lives. It wouldn't make sense for her to use a men's ball. She is not. She has not learned against, to shoot. That's like against saying, oh, the best shooter that we've ever seen step on this planet. Yeah, let's put like, her at a disadvantage. Yeah, like, or it makes yeah, it's stupid. Or if she, like, that's like letting her use the women's ball to be like, oh, Steph should use the women's ball. It's like why? It's just people like to have double standards for things with men and women's sports. It's ridiculous. But I'm very excited to see Sabrina then, against Steph. I I think 
I think Steph's going to win, but I think that Sabrina's going to surprise people by how good she does. Anyways, that's pretty much going to do it here for this episode. As always, I'm here with Danny. I'm Nate. We have been talking hoops with you guys for the past whatever, however long this ends up being, but we had a lot of fun. We'll be here again next Tuesday. Make sure to check out all of our other you know links on social media. Check out our Instagram, our YouTube, um, all booming basketball, our TikTok. So, yeah, we will see you guys next week, same time on Tuesday. Have a good one, and thank you all for listening.